Good morning and welcome to episode four of the Rochelle Eason Blooming Artist podcast and show. I am so excited to be here to talk about one of my absolutely favorite topics, which is our home and our sanctuary. But before I get into that, I just want to remind you to go to RochelleEason.com so you can link to all of my social media. I am on Facebook at Rochelle Eason Artist. I am on Instagram at Rochelle underscore Eason underscore Artist. On Twitter at Rochelle Eason. I have YouTube at Rochelle Eason that has all kinds of free um, painting videos and my podcast, my shows. And then also you can listen to my podcast on Spotify and other places where you get your podcast. So go ahead and visit RochelleEason.com for those links or, um, or email me if you have any questions, comments, anything like that. I'd love to hear from you. So back to the topic of the day, which is our home, our sanctuary. It was about, uh, I want to say 14 or 15 years ago that I really started to embrace that idea of our home being our sanctuary. And it was an unfortunate way that it occurred. We actually had um, a personal situation where we had somebody living with us for a while and the negative energy from that person really, um, really hurt our family. And when I felt like, well, when we all felt like we just could not do it any longer, we looked at ourselves. We looked at um, the problems that were generating and um, it really almost broke up our family. And so at that point, we luckily regrouped and we said, you know what? It, this, this negative energy, this, this negativity that was surrounding us was really the cause of our problem. And so, and you can see light coming in through that window, so it's gonna get a little bright here. Um, and yes, there you go, energy, natural energy, right on cue, sunlight, which I love uh, here in sunny central Florida in December. Um, anyways, so we, you know, traditionally we are taught that we have to put this positive face forward, we have to accommodate everybody else before ourselves and I really believe that that is why so many um, so many households get broken up because I know it almost happened to us and what changed was that I reached out and I talked to one of my confidants one of my friends and um, she kind of set me straight you know she said you need to respect your home and its walls as it is your sanctuary and again right on cue I don't know if you can hear the dog barking but she is protecting our home um, so many messages from the universe this morning which is which is amazing so anyway so at that point um, we had this long talk about our sanctuary and really protecting um, protecting ourselves protecting the energy that was within those walls and um, we had to make changes. And the changes we made were not to our unit, not to our family unit. The changes we made were to that negative energy that was, um, that was actually there to really put a wedge between all of us. And I have to say that was probably one of the most mature 
decisions I had ever made. I mean, we had already been married for, gosh, I guess about 24 years, 25 years at that time. And, you know, you think when you're raising kids and you have a family that you um, grow wiser naturally and you put your protective gear on. And I know you have, you know, as a mom, I have that, that mama bear, um, that mama bear, de bear demeanor when, when somebody threatens my children. But it was the first time in our lives, I think, that we realized that we had to put that fortress up around our family as a unit and our house, our home as a unit. So, um, so anyway, so that is actually why I talk about this because I feel like it's really important to shift, um, to shift our, our view and our perspective on certain things and um, buck the social norms and buck the um, obligations that have been put on us by generations before. And it's, it, it sounds selfish to look out for yourself. I mean, that's what we've always been taught. It's selfish to look out for ourselves. But as the world changes and our culture changes, I think we are realizing that wellness for ourselves and being an advocate for ourselves and protecting ourselves and our family and our homes, that energy in our homes, is actually um, the best thing that we can do for, for ourselves, but also for our community. Because when we are at our best, we are at our best for everybody else too. So... Um, so I want to start sharing the different ways that we do that. And um, I borrow from a lot of different cultures in our daily lives, in my art journaling that I teach. I, I teach art journaling, you know, wellness through art journaling. And um, those are live online classes, a little commercial here for you. Those are live online classes every week, Monday or Tuesday night. And you have the flexibility to join either one. And they are... Um, available actually on my on my website RochelleEason.com you can find out more about that but I do create prompts that inspire your unique voice and a lot of those prompts are rooted in cultural um, customs cultural traditions cu cultural explorations from different um, not just different ethnicities but different religions different wherever I pull them from that it seems to make the most of the moment at hand. One of those is a is from the Jewish religion and it's the mezuzah. And the mezuzah is a blessing that is um, put, it's a, it's, they actually take a portion of the Torah and put that portion on a scroll. And that scroll is uh, rolled up and placed behind the mezuzah, which is a decorative case that protects the home. And it's inscribed with, um, a, again, with that Hebrew blessing. So I am not Jewish. We are not Jewish, but we did celebrate a lot of the Jewish holidays with friends, very close friends as I was growing up, and they celebrated Christian holidays with us. So it was just a, a very wonderful relationship, and I learned so much, even beyond the matzah eggs that I eat at least uh, three or four times a week. So, and they're vegan eggs, so um, it's a little different than the regular eggs that I grew up with. But um, anyways, I'll, I'll, I, you know what? I should really put my little recipe for that on the, on the, um, in my Facebook page. So I'll, I'll go ahead and do that at one point. But anyways, I wanted to share with you my take on the mezuzah. 
And um, this is one that I have made out of clay. It obviously is not glazed yet. I have about five of these in different forms that, and they're all unglazed. Um, I used to sell these in my shop. I no longer sell these. They're very, very labor intensive, as you can imagine. This one is destined to go on our front door. And um, what this is, obviously a house that represents our, our sanctuary. And then on the back, or in the back, is a little crevice, as you can see right here. And I take this scroll, and this scroll actually has the Apache blessing that is one of my absolute favorite blessings. And I will roll this into a scroll and then it's placed in this crevice. And as you can see, there's holes for screws at the top and the bottom. And as I turn this over and pretend like it is mounted on my door frame, that scroll, that blessing is forever encased in this decorative door blessing. And I can hang that in our, um, like I said, on our, on our door frame. And what that signifies is just this protective energy, this protective blessing that I have that we have put over um, our entranceway. And um, it, you know, it's just such an important belief to me that when we walk through that front door, that um, we try to do whatever we can to leave the negative energies outside, and we enter into this space of positive energy, of family energy, and yes, obviously we have our bickering and our differences and all of those things, but it's still our energy, and our energy flows and circulates within those walls, and um, like I said, we learned the hard way that the energy that you invite in needs to actually mix well with that energy that's already in there. Um, one of the other ways that I always suggest people to really um, embrace their house and their sanctuary is by using the front door. And I grew up in a household where we came in through the garage, where we parked our cars, or we came in the side door when we were you know, entering from leaving friends' cars or things like that. So it was always very much off the side, which I think a lot of households do. Um, but when I got older and we got married and we have moved 19, actually I think, we, I think this is our 20, first place that we've lived in and this house is our retirement home this is our fifth house we bought and this is our retirement home but um, most of the houses that we've either rented or all of the houses that we've owned it was very important that we found houses that had the front door as our entrance growing up the way that I did that front door was it was a gorgeous gorgeous doorway big tall two doors um entrance under a you know under a, a, a balcony that was supported by columns and um it was absolutely gorgeous and it was meant for guests and that was the biggest thing when i when we grew when i grew up and we got married and, and had our own homes was that our our entranceway was for us that that was the way that we Individually, we as a family entered our sanctuary. 
it was so important that besides being that doorway to invite guests in, it was the doorway that our homes invited us back. And um, that, that heartfelt, um, fe- that heartfelt emotion, I realized from a very young age, but I could not put it into words until, like I said, about 14 years ago when uh, I finally was kind of knocked over the head by a friend of mine and said, it's your sanctuary. So I protect that. With that front door, um, I also make sure that we have a, a wreath. Now, again, growing up, and I had a beautiful, wonderful childhood. I was very privileged. I went to an, a phenomenal all-girls school and had really so many privileges dawned on me. So I don't want to sound like I am not grateful. I'm extremely grateful for my childhood and extremely grateful for the development that it gave me because, of course, it was part of my journey and it brought me here. Um, You know, you just kind of pick and tweak through little things that you want to change when you're an adult and it works for your parents, but then when you become the parents, you need to do things that work for you. And I fully expect our children who are actually all adults and three out of the four of them living on their own, I fully expect them all to do their own thing their their own traditions, their own customs, their own way of day-to-day life. I, I definitely support all of that. Um, but as far as the wreath goes, one of those things was the idea that I, um, from early on, my grandfather had always said that wreaths were um, actually a, a symbol for death, that they were at funerals and um, in the Catholic religion, I guess, believing in eternal life. And, um, but it was, it was, a symbol that you put on a coffin or you put during you know funerals and so for most of my life I really believed that and I stayed away from wreaths on my door I might have had other little door blessings door decorations things like that but but not a wreath until I started teaching cultural explorations in um, my social studies group that or my I'm sorry my social studies class I used to teach social studies in elementary school and one of the things I was really big on doing was bringing in cultural explorations as enrichment for the different things that we were we were learning and then I went on when I had when I continued to teach outside of the classroom and taught art for the last 25 years and taught cultural explorations I found out that wreaths were actually based in the pagan pagan custom, pagan beliefs, of course, of course, you know, it's kind of dawned on me, of course, because they're made with natural elements, tree branches and beautiful leaves and flowers, everything from the garden. So they're based in this um, pagan belief, this pagan um, beginning and then adopted by Christianity. And a wreath is actually a symbol of unity, of continuity, of wholeness, and also a focus. So when we think of the term zero in, we're talking about a circle that zeroes in to a focal point. Well, that's what wreaths do. Wreaths are a circle. They're, they are never ending and everlasting. And when you circle into the focus point, the focal point in the middle of that wreath is your door, which is the doorway to your home and that energy within your home. So, um, so I am now, and I guess it's been for the last, again, about 15 years or so. Um, it's been, it's 
it gosh it's been 23 years 22 years since i i've been in the elementary school teaching but i've taught art for over 25 years and um i think really it's it's really been almost about only about 15 years since i truly embraced the wreath concept and again that came from our sanctuary um eureka moment and um, last year, I just have to tell you a little bit about the owl, the wreath that's on our door right now. And it's an owl wreath. And it was a wreath that I got for Christmas last year. I, you know, over time I've made my own wreaths, but this one uh, just caught my eye. It, I, I was just drawn in by it. And it's a beautiful green pine le uh, wreath out of, you know, artificial pine and pine branches. And there's a beautiful white snowy owl sitting on it. And uh, I originally got it just for the holidays last year, and I love it so much that it's been up for now over a year. It's weathered well. We're in Florida. It's uh, it's not under. It doesn't doesn't get any rain or anything on it. It's protected from the elements. And you know, an owl is my spirit animal, which is a whole another discussion at another time. But uh, I feel like that owl is sitting there welcoming us every time we come to that front door. And it's just saying, uh, you know, I always say woohoo and woo woo and that kind of thing in my art journaling, um, especially in my my notes to my art journaling students. But I kind of think of my owl as saying that to us when we're walking home, like, oh, celebrate your home. And, um, you know, now you can walk in these doors and be exactly who you are meant to be. It's it's. Um, it's your safe zone and you know you shed all of the the worries and the and the um, the weight from the day that you've had and come in and just breathe in and breathe out and be you and be true to you and that is kind of one of my my favorite things about our front door so those are three different ways, you know, that I've shared that I actually do at the entrance way. Um, you know, the, the door blessing coming in through the front door and also the wreath. But I want to also um, talk about the rest of the house. And before I do that, I want to go ahead and put that little plug in for art journaling that I've referred to several times now. You know, it is December and it is gift giving time. And we think of uh, gifts as you know, things that people will really cherish. And I love to give gifts that keep on giving. And that's the gift of art journaling. So you can definitely buy a gift month for a friend, a special someone, a family member, and let them enjoy and embrace the art of um, journaling each week. It's, it's art and words put together. We don't do a lot of the words in um, in class. I think that's very private and personal, but I do throw out different lyrics or um, quotes, anything like that that might help you along the way. But the way that I teach art journaling is very unique. It's very individual. It is very much about people unearthing their inner voice and expressing their own individual creativity. And I guide you along that way via prompts and discussion and um, nobody's, no two pages ever turn out alike of all the students, but it is online, it is live, it is weekly, every Monday or Tuesday, and there's flexibility between the evenings. And um, yeah, go to RochelleEason.com and you can find out more about that. But I, I want to go ahead and also talk about something from another culture 
and it's Taoism. It's um, that I I bring from the feng shui um, belief or feng shui um, kind of way that we we position things in our house and in our rooms, and it's called the Bagua. And the Bagua is a grid of eight squares that circle around or square around a center square. So all in all, there's nine, nine squares. And each square is very specific about what it, what it relates to. And, things in, and let me just read to you what the list is. It's wealth and abundance, fame and reputation, relationships, children and creativity, helpful people and travel, career, knowledge and spirituality, family and new beginnings, and then they all center around health. And what you do with the Bagua is to take that grid and lay it, you can even lay it right over a sketched out floor plan that you have of your home. And the neat thing about the Bagua is that it is not just for your home. You can decrease the space and put this bagua over just one room, and we're gonna talk about that in a minute, or you can increase the size and put it over your, your property, your neighborhood, your community, your city, even your state, and it can grow and grow and grow. And um, I feel like that is just so fascinating, and I feel like that is actually one of the main reasons why I love to study um, feng shui and um, Buddhism and um, other cultures that have these ways of looking out in the world. I learned so much about um, how we can be better, um, better, better in our community. How we can be better um, for our our earth. And anyways, that's that's another one of my soapboxes. But I want to go back into the Bagua. So. With, with laying that bagua over your floor plan, you can kind of, you can feel how the energy circulates and you can bring things into spaces that help to, to engage the energy or to increase the energy that is in those spaces. So when you're looking at those nine sections, the, the point is, is to pick maybe one section or two or maybe three at the most because if you try to do all of them you're really diluting the whole concept so um i like to pick i i have three spaces that i i really cherish using this this idea one is our central living space and that is the heart of our home and that becomes in in the bagua the center is the health but that is where I do believe that um, I concentrate that, that grid onto that space as a whole. And I make sure that I have things in there that bring that energy to fluidity, maybe that, so that energy flows. And I have to say, out of all of the places we lived in, this home, this this home that I knew as soon as we walked in the door, this was our home when we were looking, when we were house shopping. Um, it's this space. This space is, calls on us to sit and relax and just, honestly, just leave, let out a breath of air and sigh of relief. And I'm a workaholic. 
And so for a space, and I work from our home, so and a, a, to have a space that calls me to sit and stop and relax, even if it's just to have a cup of tea, to pet the dog, um, I've never, I've never had that before. I've never had a space that called to me like that. And um, I have, we, we don't clutter our home. We have very, very little around our home. And um, we don't do the knickknacks. Of course, I have a gazillion pieces of pottery and books everywhere, as you can kind of see from the background. This is, um, this is actually even more cluttered than any of the spaces that, other spaces that we have in the house. But I, I have curated, in fact, somebody came to our house when we first moved in and I had it kind of set up and um, they said, gosh, it's like walking into a gallery or a museum or whatever. And um, that sounds really formal. It's definitely not, it's very casual, but it is curated. And when I mean curated, I mean that each piece that is set out has meaning and it has value to the energy that is created in that room. And I do appreciate gifts and I do appreciate everything that people have ever done, but I'm also very careful about the energy that I bring into the spaces. So um, that room is one that I'm extremely careful of. Everything in there speaks and the, the words that come from it are words that have to really engage our true being as a family unit, as individuals, and um, it has to it has to just relax us and give us that that refuge that a sanctuary gives to anybody. The other room that I I have been very careful about and right now it's kind of in a mess because we're moving things around in different rooms but it's our bedroom and uh, for about five years before we bought this house I had my eye on a new bed frame and um, I waited and I finally bought it and gave it to my husband for an anniversary present which was about two weeks after we moved into our home and it's made out of mango wood and it's a carved headboard it has flowers carved into it and uh, leaves and it's absolutely one of my very very favorite pieces that I've ever owned and then I have a mango sideboard cabinet that is is my altar in a way it has my Buddha on it it has um, my um, my my music bowl and it has some intention cards and and one of my blessing my prayer bowls one of my blessing bowls and um, and peacock feathers, which I have everywhere. Um, and so I, as, as I develop this room and make it ours, because we're finally at that point where our home is where we can, we can be us. Our kids, like I said, are grown and mostly gone. And, you know, we don't have toys everywhere anywhere, which I loved. I loved all those stages. But now I feel like I can... I can um, be mom, but now we can be us. You know, instead of being mom and dad all the time, we're back to us. And we had that for about five years before we started having children. We loved all that time that we had our children. We were raising them and we were homeschooling. We homeschooled for 21 years, our four children. Um, now it is time for us to get back to us. And, and I think that bedroom is a really important aspect of that. And so as I 
as we put pieces in, each piece is is very um, is curated to bring that energy. There's a couple pieces in there that we've had for ages, absolute ages, and those again are meaningful and they um, they will continue to stay in there and. Um, I feel I feel that power that comes from them. And the other thing I just we just added is actually a purple velvet settee, which was was on my wish list for probably decades. And I'm just so excited. And I call that my um, my comfy space. That's my you know I think back to the old artist Adelaide's and um, and the old um, um, uh, salons is what the word I'm looking for, and where the artists sat around and talked and. And, and drank and all that kind of thing. And I think of that purple settee as being part of that artist salon. So that's that's my other room. And then I have one more room, so it's my third room. And remember, I, we don't wanna, I don't really wanna go beyond three rooms because then that energy is really just diluted. Now, other people can do their rooms, that's fine. You know, our daughter who's home, she can do her room and um, anybody else who wants to come in and look at it. But, but for us as, um, this energy coming from our home i'm just kind of doing this third room and the third one is is my studio and i have two studios i have a pottery studio that is in a in uh, a converted garage and then i have a painting studio filming studio that's a separate room so that um so that the dust literally so the dust from the pottery doesn't get into everything else and it's that that painting and filming studio that i um am working on and we're shifting rooms in a few weeks, so this is kind of in the works as I plan it, and I am putting the feng shui, the, the bagua principles over top of it. So anyways, so I think it's just a really nice um, way to look at your home and set it up so that the energy is positive, it's flowing, and it's uniquely yours. And that doesn't mean that you don't invite people in. Obviously, we invite people in, but we're very particular about inviting people in. So you're, when, when they come in, they bring their own energy, and that energy mixes with yours and with what's already in that. And we're very cognizant of that mix. And just like a teacher knows in their classroom, the dynamics makes a difference between um, if somebody's even absent in the day or how many students and how they're seated and all of that, the, um, the energy flow is that way too. So when we bring energy in from an outside source or, or, or somebody else, um, we make sure that that all flows and works together. And you know, we also, this is kind of one of the things that, that we've bucked in tradition. We, we um, have the experience of having just these huge holiday celebrations, family coming from all over the place. And the stress that came with that was just enormous. And again, it weighed on us as a family and it was, it made us dread the holiday. So we stopped. I mean, we literally just stopped. And we celebrate the holiday within our family unit, within our, our intimate family, our children and their significant others. And that's it because we want to embrace the holiday with memories, with excitement, um, and with joy. And over the years, there's been so many holidays that have been the opposite of that. 
And that I think is what happens in a lot of families. And I hear so many people that are stressed over families. And I'm we're just kind of this calm and easygoing thing now that we figured this out. But it it takes a lot of strength to go against obligate the feeling of obligations and the feeling of tradition that others bestow upon you and we just we just don't we kind of put our big girl and big boy pants on and say this is what we have to do for our family and we love you and we'll visit with you but we're leaving our holidays as calm and low-key and and that's it and it's worked for us for several years now and we we truly embrace that so um, I'm going to go ahead and put in one more little plug for art journaling. And this is um, a testimonial that came from some one of my students. And, and she actually bought, uh, bought a gift for her mother. So let me, let me read what she wrote. And thank you, Trisha Woodland, one of my very closest, dearest, best friends, um, and um, but thank you for for even saying this but this she said i bought my mom the month of september and a few art supplies for her birthday in august i wasn't sure if she would like it but it was just four classes she has learned how to be in a zoom class and is enjoying it she spends the week adding details to her journal assignment she really loves working on it throughout the week after the four weeks were up she signed up to continue taking classes and she has now taken for three months this is probably the best gift I could have given her. It makes a great gift. So thank you, Trisha. I'm so excited that you feel that. I am so excited to have your mom, Rena, with us. And um, what a pleasure for the last several months to get to know her as well and the joy that it brings. And I also love the dynamics that um, is in that class because you're in that class with your mom my mom actually takes the Tuesday night classes also and so we're in it together and I have to say and mom if you're listening you know pat yourself on the back and I need to tell you this um, in person because I, I don't really think I have emphasized this enough but you are truly um, really expressing your voice through your pages and every week i am um so impressed to see that and am excited that you're doing that and the same thing to um everybody out there i just my students floor me and they inspire me and especially these you know it's a continual a continual journey so each month you know you can actually sign up for a subscription so it so you can just automatically renew each month or you can just do it month by month but it's an amazing growth doesn't mean you have to do many months you know i have people that just kind of jump in for a month if their schedule permits it but it is a continual journey and um i i do i you know i that's the teacher in me i've taught for so many years i love to see that journey unfold before our, my eyes and i love to point it out to people so I want to tell you just kind of one other way that I that we protect our home or that I really um, am observant to the energy that's in our space and that is with sage and I know a lot of people um, know about burning sage a bundle of sage and they burn it and 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 do kind of a mantra or a blessing throughout the house as they're walking from room to room to room with the burning sage and I do that we, we do that during different times of cleansing through the year. But on a regular basis, I spray sage. And I actually have, 
So here it is. I actually have my, my bottle of sage right here. And it is a white sage. And um, I started this years ago when I was showing at Disney and in my shop at Epcot especially. And I would, um, I would spray all the entranceways. So we had three entranceways into the shop. And I would spray them every morning before guests arrived. And I said, a blessing, and I said, please release the negative energy from this space and welcome love and light and peace. And I would say that as I was walking through. And the way that we were set up in Epcot was we had multiple um, artists and vendors kind of in a hub area. We each had our own shops, our own um, pergolas, we, we called them. I think now they're called these kiosks. It's like a, a 10 by 10 space, a 10 by 20 space, depending on, on where we were. And um, so people would wonder why I was doing, my colleagues would wonder. And so I started, I have a really good friend who um, did the decorative flags and mailbox covers and all that. And um, she's there from New York, New Jersey area. And she uh, loved it. She actually um, adopted it. And so I started doing her space. And then I started doing the gardening space that was beside it. And um, so we were, you know, set in Germany and we were doing this. And then, of course, everywhere else that I was ever set up, Canada, the American Adventure, um, where else have I been set up in there? I've been inside stores. I, I don't know, all kinds of different places. I would always do this. And so um, it was great because, and then I found out on days that I didn't open that I had one of my, uh, one of my um, employees, um, cast members that helped out um, on the side for me, that uh, one of my colleagues, the, the one from the flags, Angela, she would come over and she would get the, the sage and she would do it. And then, um, and then I ended up obviously buying her a bottle and um, she continues doing it, I believe, wherever they show now too. And so I started doing that in our home and spraying that sage when I felt like our, our energy was out of balance. Like there was some negative energy that was creeping in and just did not want to go. And you can, if you believe and you feel it, you can actually feel the weight of that energy, that negative energy just pushing down on all the positive energy. So this spray sage is phenomenal. And um, it's it's an easy grasp off the off the counter, off the desk, and uh, I use it. I, I truly believe in it. And if anything, it changes my perspective. And that is always a good thing when you feel a negativity and something can occur even that easily that can change your perspective and change your feelings. So I think that's uh, that's phenomenal. So um, again, you know, the way that all of this comes back to art is just kind of what I've said, is that art journaling is a journey to unearthing your inner voice and to discover more about who you are and to, you know, take you on an adventure to becoming as true and as elevated in your own body and soul as you can be, and that wellness through art journaling. And just by being observant and cognizant of the energy around you, I think helps that, um, that unearthing, helps that releasing. Whether you are just in, you know, thinking about one room where you're, where you spend your most time, or you're thinking about other rooms, or you're thinking about your whole house in general and your area, 
I think that if you um, if you realize that there's energy circulating that you can actually kind of um, um, uh, influence in different ways and if by influence I mean you can you can actually spray sage you can do all the things that I've told you that I do um, but you can also influence that energy by bringing in the negative energy and so you want to counter influence that by saying no stop that energy is not coming in here this is my protective space this is my sanctuary and I am keeping it safe I am protecting it so um, I believe I published in my behind the brush which is a membership group I believe I published I, I'm I'm almost positive that I did yesterday in that group I did a I filmed a painting of um, a house little symbol of a house being held in a person's hands and kind of the arms going around it and that is what I think of is that as much as that house protects us with walls and a roof basic necessities it gives us that energy to be ourselves and so we in turn protect that space and one last thing that I want to share with you before before I sign off for the day is the gift that we give our house every Christmas Eve and we gift our house a tree and we plant it the whole family or at least everybody who can be here takes part in this and that tree is our gift of gratitude for the home that is is there for us that the love that that home embraces for us and the energy that it brings to us that's our gift and so each year we gift it with a tree and it's life and we're giving it more life we're bringing more energy bringing more oxygen to the air to the area around us that we can breathe and um, I look forward to this day you know 20 30 years from now when we can look at this basic forest of trees that we've planted and gifted our our home um, I have never lived in a place that long and I never wanted to except this space and I am so thankful um, for it all so anyways I hope that I have instilled a little bug in your ear to and in your thinking to uh, reflect and ponder and embrace the space around you as the beautiful entity of energy that it is the living uh, the living energy that it truly is and um, I wish you well and hope you have a delightful wonderful week I will see you again next Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Facebook Live for my weekly talk and podcast. And so I want to also remind you to visit RochelleEason.com so that you can find out more about my online classes. And I actually have some pottery left in my shop um, for the holidays. 
and they are ready for immediate shipping. But check out RochelleEason.com, all kinds of classes that you can gift to others, um, the art journaling classes, the behind the brush membership, and if it's not already, um, if they're not already listed, I have two classes that are about to launch, and there's also gift cards. I just, I'm so full of light and love and peace as I got to talk about this very favorite subject of mine. So I appreciate you listening and I wish you all the very best. Thanks, bye bye.